Hello everyone, welcome to the Business Key Podcast with your hosts Ochoko and Debbie. So today we've got the latest news on one of the biggest streaming giants. Over to you, Debbie. Okay, thank you, Ochoko. So, as you mentioned, there are new, there's news with regards to uh, one of the world's largest streaming services, and that's Disney+. Plus. So essentially, Disney Plus have announced plans to combine its content with Hulu. Uh, so rather than uh, the content solely existing on separate apps, there'll be an app where you can stream both Hulu and Disney Plus content together. Um, just for a bit of background on Disney Plus and, uh, and Hulu. So Disney actually co-owns Hulu with NBC Universal. Um, but I think traditionally, I would I would argue um, many people would perhaps consider the audiences or the core audiences for Hulu and Disney Plus to be slightly different. I think Disney Plus's audience is probably the whole family. So from children right up until the adults in the family, whereas Hulu perhaps is more um, steered at the moment towards adults. Um, so it's an interesting move um, in terms of them announcing plans to combine uh, the services onto one app. Just to note, Disney did say that for now, um, you will still be able to stream or, or when this joint app does launch, if it does launch, you will still be able to have Disney Plus and Hulu as standalone apps. Um, but they do have this intention to put them both together. So what are your initial thoughts on that, Chico? So yeah, so so for those that don't know, last year, well, well, well yeah. So for those that don't know, last year, Disney, um, Disney, um, Disney announced in their results that they lost four billion, four billion dollars on the Disney Plus part of the operation. So they've basically got a lot of work to do in terms of making it profitable, um, making Disney Plus profitable. So. Um, they definitely got to do something drastic. So it sounds interesting. Um, they're not really. Doesn't sound like they're complementary, but you know, we'll wait and see. You know how how that does. So on face value, <laughs> I would suggest that Disney Plus. It, you know, the audience is definitely seems more geared towards family. Um, a lot of children friendly content on there. Some content on there that is more geared towards adults, such as Star Wars and Marvel's franchises, but. Um, on the face value, I would argue that it's more towards children and, and Hulu definitely seems to be a bit more edgy in terms of their content and definitely more focused towards adult. So I definitely agree. It does seem a bit of a mismatch in terms of the audiences. However, um, Disney Plus did announce that they lost 4 million subscribers in the first three months of 2023. So as you rightly said, you know, they have the business is not profitable as a business segment. Disney Plus is not profitable. It's had massive losses. I mean, when you're saying losses, when you're seeing losses in the billions, I mean, that is a cause for concern. And not only that, it seems as though perhaps the audiences aren't satisfied because they are leaving the subscription um, in droves. So it definitely appears that Disney Plus are thinking, let's think outside of the box and let's think of something new in order to see if they can try to you know, at least reduce the losses, if not, you know, get Disney Plus onto the road to becoming profitable. Is is part of it that they're not, I would imagine, did they overprice some of the, you know, some of the programs that they bidded for, perhaps? Yeah, that, that could be, because I think they would have a lot of original content and content that they've perhaps commissioned to be developed. And perhaps they spent a lot of money in terms of commissioning these shows and these films. And perhaps that's also contributing to their losses mm. um, because, it, you know, it's this huge, these huge outlays. 
because Disney Plus is still relatively a, a new service and they just haven't seen the, the profits or the revenues that have outweighed this uh, outlay that they've spent. But on the other hand, maybe they, they maybe they might have had to, to to win the contract in the first place. So Yeah, and yeah. also to entice customers in the first place, you need an offering uh, that would enable customers to feel that the subscription price each month is worth it. So, you know, it's a, it's a, almost like a planned loss. You, you expect the, this initial outlay, but I think perhaps the company's worried because the losses seem to be getting greater uh, as opposed to, you know, reducing. Um, also, um, there are some fears from some current Disney Plus and Hulu subscribers that with this joint uh, content being on one app, that the streaming price for that app might be greater. So I think some uh, current subscribers or, you know, people in general that may be interested in these services are worried that, you know, the subscription fee will go up for the joint uh, service. What do you think about that? Um, yeah, that's definitely a cause for concern, especially, you know, with the cost of living crisis and so on, um, with some so, so many people struggling um, and inflation and so on. So, yeah, that's definitely a cause for concern. Um, yeah, it remains to be seen, you know, how they managed to balance the books there. Any any thoughts on that one? Yeah, I think it will cost money to merge the offerings into one app and you're going to have to build sy- systems in order to keep customer data safe and ensure that they can, you know, access the content. So I definitely think there will be a cost to Disney Plus to put out this new app, of course, development costs, maintenance costs, etc., so I think invariably, particularly as the business is reporting a lot of losses, I think it most likely will lead to a higher subscription cost. Whether that is enough to uh, hem- stop the hemorrhaging of Disney Plus in terms of the, the losses, I'm not sure. But I think it's interesting that this is one of their approaches um, and it will just be interesting to, to follow it and just to see um, how things progress as a result. Um, I think I did also see that um, with the first quarter of 2023 announcement of the, you know, the loss of 4 million subscribers, that it did also affect Disney Plus's, sh- uh, sorry, Disney's uh, share price. Um, there was a, a, sh- a sharp drop because, you know, uh, investors are probably a bit nervous about the direction of Disney and, uh, you know, the overall performance. And so I think this is the management's way of trying to show that they're doing something to try to combat um, perhaps the, the losses and also to bring in a, a stronger subscription base for the service mm-hmm. um, yeah as you were talking I just realised actually I'm actually part of the 4 million people that unsubscribed <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah that was just because I just realised for quite a while that I hadn't really been watching it at all not not that they not that there wasn't any uh, valuable content I think maybe it's just a streaming thing in general I wonder if you know m- many of the viewers might feel the same where you know I had like a Netflix um, Netflix subscription I had a Disney subscription and there was just so much things to watch um, like sometimes it can be overwhelming in some ways like you just have it just feels like you've got like a mountain of of things to watch so um, in the end it's you know you just end up not really watching not really um not really getting around to watching you know all the programs that there is just because there's just so many yeah Um, i agree i mean time is a finite resource and so when there is just this a lot of choice you end up maybe choosing none because what do you choose to invest your time in it's quite difficult to to decide 
And I think one thing, because you mentioned Netflix, I think one thing that perhaps Netflix had as a slight advantage is they tend to have um, a lot of quite interesting releases throughout the year. And these releases, some titles tend to get a lot of attention. So if you recall, for example, The Tinder Swindler, when that came out, it was all over the place. Everybody was talking about it. And it meant that if you hadn't watched it, you were going to try to, to watch it. You know, we talk about this plethora of choices in terms of what to watch on streamer services. Well, in that time, it was make your way over to, to Netflix because you have this, you know, interesting documentary that everyone's talking about. Same thing, same thing with something like The Tiger King or with most recent, there was a, a, a drama called Wednesday, which was in the top 10 of Netflix worldwide for a number of months, actually. So, you know, if you hadn't watched it, it was almost like you're missing out. Whereas I don't think I can say the same for shows on Disney. I don't think they've had as many must-see titles um, in the past year, let's say. Um, this is not to say that their their movies, particularly obviously they have the Marvel franchises, don't do incredibly well. But perhaps these are more infrequent. Maybe these are more cinematic releases. Um, and maybe people watch them on Disney Plus as and when. So they don't have this same viral impact where you have to watch it then and there or, or even something like Squid Game, you know, which when that was released, it was very, very popular for Netflix. And it meant that you wanted to watch it then and there. So it brought in a lot of eyes. And I think one of the most valuable currencies these days is attention and, um, you know, what will enable you to keep your subscription, what would deem your subscription valuable is this app is enabled to keep my attention because the, the shows are really engaging and everyone's talking about it. That's actually a great point, yeah. I don't know if they actually have the top 10 on uh, Disney Plus, if they have like a top 10, top 10 trending. I'm not sure. I've actually not yeah. used a Disney Plus streaming service. Okay. But if they don't have it, I think it's definitely something that they should implement mm. uh, because it also just encourages people to, you know, watch certain shows. You Sometimes, as you said, you might be struggling to know what to watch. Well, this is a, a curated list of what's the most popular. So perhaps in there, there could be something for you that might pique your interest. Um, yeah, would agree. Uh, so do you have any sort of general thoughts? It's a bit of a tough question. I think uh, if Disney Plus knew the answer, they would implement this. But what do you think are some of the things they should think about in terms of making their business profitable, turning things around? I think they probably have to do what they've what they've been doing, which is you know to really analyze, look at the look at all the costs, and to really you know do a deep analysis of you know how uh, what impacts if any is it having on the on the profit number, and if not, then you know give it a review to say actually do we still need to do this? So I believe that's what they've been doing. They've they've employed like a new well, the CEO was somebody that was there before. I think his name is Igar. Yeah. I-G-E-R, Iger. And he was there before, so they brought him back. So it looks like what he's been doing. Unfortunately, he's announced some redundancies to some positions already. Um but um but yeah, absolutely. That's that would that, that I imagine would be the thing to be looking at in terms of really analysing each the the cost to see, you know, um uh yeah, what 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 they what they need to stop doing basically what what avenues they might need to stop doing um and then in terms of growing the profit number i guess i mean i i would say just to cut in there so i definitely agree with you there in terms of reducing the cost base but i think in terms of increasing revenue i think just as what we were speaking about trying to create viral moments there should be certain shows or certain 
moments where people are talking about Disney Plus and Disney Plus seems like the app that you need and I'm not sure that they've quite caught on to that yet um I think also perhaps if they have quite large deals with certain actors um or franchises sort of going back to that cost um cost piece just seeing if they can find ways to reduce that um I think that 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 is actually really really key really fundamental um because I think you know Disney is an iconic brand they definitely have big titles but I think they need to see if they can find maybe even um find new creators new new content that they can put on on their platform um and just give things a chance see where they land and see if you can receive a viral moment i think perhaps it might be a, uh, the wrong move to just try to be safe and stick in with your big you know blockbuster or the well-known you know cartoons for example or or films for example i think people are looking for you know the extra the edginess um something that's going to be really interesting really you know strange or odd or just you know really fascinating um i think that is what people will flock to in droves i think the you know normal titles that they have will be great for things like christmas where families at home and you have more time to watch your favorites but i think perhaps maybe just being a bit edgier with their new titles and perhaps that way you can also afford to pay less because you know it's not the big time you know uh, actors big time producers it's you know something a bit new then you can have something like a squid game or something like a you know uh, tiger king you know you, you actually give yourself the opportunity to have these big moments but you have to take that risk so I, I would probably say that that might be that might work in terms of raising their revenue share yeah i suppose as i said as they say content is king so i think a lot of it will be down to the down to the contents itself yeah maybe also like a an ad an uh, ad option on the service as well if, if they're not doing so already as another way to bring in revenue that might be a bit unpopular um but if they market at a slightly lower price for the subscription people might be willing to give it a try um maybe if if they're not nuisance adverts or adverts perhaps maybe just at the end of a tv show or the start as opposed to adverts periodically through the the, sh- the show it might decrease the irritation with them so that might be a good uh, another avenue they could go down in terms of increasing their revenue but also we'll see how this uh you know planned uh new app with hulu goes perhaps that can also be a key element for them um, but i think it's a, a interesting one and something that we'll keep a, an eye on um but we're definitely interested to know your thoughts so please uh, give us a comment and let us know um, what you think about Disney Plus's plans to merge a streaming service with Hulu? Do you think it will be successful? Do you think it makes sense from a marketing perspective? Would you subscribe to it? Um, and what are your thoughts on Disney Plus itself and uh, p- their potential ways they can, you know, turn things around and, and reduce their losses and eventually become profitable? Yeah. Only thing else I'd add is um, if you're also one of the people that have um unsubscribed as well but interesting to understand what your reasons for that was um so unsubscribing to disney plus what would be interesting to understand what your um reasons were for that and um yeah just to give some more context just to understand yeah what the yeah. different um different reasons for that was as well um yeah agreed and what would cause you to resubscribe um but we we hope you've enjoyed uh, today's podcast so feel free to get in contact with us um, if you want to share any thoughts or ideas, if you have any topics that you want us to talk through or take a deep dive on. 
please feel free to to message us on our social media handles yeah so thanks very much uh see you next time see you bye